Hello all and welcome to Sweating the Small Stuff, a show where we sweat over the details that make our world richer. I'm your personal brain trainer, Cameron Boozard Jamari, and for this solo episode, I wanted to bring you a beautiful but subtle moment from a show that I've fallen in love with on Netflix called Death, Love, and Robots. I think I got that right. I know I always jumble up the names and stuff, uh, but I know the words love, death, robots, and and are all in the title, maybe not in that order. For anyone who has a Netflix account, I strongly suggest suggest that right now you just pause the episode and go check out the episode that I want to talk about right now, which is Zima Blue. Apparently the episodes show up in a different order, according to one of my colleague, depending on what your Netflix preference is. So if you just search around, you'll find it. But it is a gorgeous episode. And obviously I'm going to be spoiling a lot of it. And I don't want you to have it spoiled until you get to watch it first time. So I'm going to give you till the count of three to pause it, go watch it, or put this episode back in the backlog and then come back. One, two, whoo, three. All right. If you're still listening, then I'm assuming that you are buckled in and ready to listen. So, Zima Blue is an episode with a beautiful truth about artificial intelligence. In the episode, which is set in the distant, distant, distant future, there's a mysterious artist known only as Zima who reveals his interesting past before displaying his quote-unquote final piece of art that I consider to be one of the most beautiful episodes in the Death, Love, and Robots arcs, or anthology, I guess, just because I genuinely love those moments where someone finds peace and solace and joy in just the menial, simple tasks especially when they've achieved as much as Zima has, according to the episode. But it is revealed that he is, in the course of the episode, a robot. And this means that he's using artificial intelligence and kind of builds a truth about him that is something that people working in artificial intelligence and machine learning are grappling with today. So, spoilers ahead. In the episode is revealed Zima is a humanoid android that takes its name from the first thing it ever saw, which was the color Zima Blue. He was originally produced as a pool cleaning robot by an inventor who wanted, well, basically something to invent. And like any inventor or tinkerer over time, she improves Zima, adds attachments, creates new stuff, and even gives it artificial intelligence so it can improve and improvise its ability to build and clean and whatever. Eventually she dies and Zima is passed on to someone else who continues to introduce new components and build Zima up and do all sorts of crazy stuff until eventually we are left with the version of Zima we see right before the end of the episode where he reverts back to being a pool cleaning bot. What's great about the episode is not just that it's layering onto Zima's physical appearance and physical anatomy, but it also speaks to how minds develop and learn and how we build intelligence. So much like Zima, humans experience events, whether they be cleaning a pool, to something foundational from your childhood, to that time you got an accident, or anything in between. And these moments layer on on top of each other to inform how you see the world and make you who you are right now as the person listening to this podcast episode. That same logic of layering and informing and checking and reviewing is also how we train machine learning tools. And this will be important a little later in the episode, but it was a very subtle but beautiful thing to understand 
understand in that the first time you watch the episode, Zima is just a person who is gone too far until it's revealed that he's a robot. But when you watch it again, understanding it through the lens that this is a machine with artificial intelligence, the entire episode becomes so much more rich. It's truly the author taking a, or the writer taking a beautiful moment to talk about an idea that many people overlook. While this was in itself a beautiful progression, what may have been a less easy to notice and subtly brilliant choice was how Zima reverts back to his old nature as a pool cleaning appliance, if you can even call him that at that point. In the episode, we are introduced to Zima's art before we know he is a machine, and we see his progression as an artist where he starts including tiles or squares of Zima blue in his art. And it goes from having abstract or realistic art, having just one tile of Zima blue, all the way to the point where he is painting giant murals that are just the solid color Zima blue. And in one shot, he is painting an entire solar system Zima blue. This eventually leads him to the moment where he goes and actually purchases the very pool that he was spawned in, or spawned, I guess, to clean, and restores it for his final art piece where he becomes that pool cleaning machine one more time. This is genius because it speaks to an issue affecting the field of artificial intelligence and machine learning, which has to do with bias. Zima preferred to seek out Zima Blue because it was foundational to his personality. He explains to the person who in a way is our, I guess, neutral mask or just the person that has to stand in for us saying that Zima Blue is foundational, is literally the first thing he sees ever. And because of that, it becomes very fundamental to how he understands things. And even though he continues to go on and on, learning all sorts of new things about the world, in the end, he comes back to the color Zima Blue, which eventually makes him realize that his most happy, peaceful existence is becoming that pool cleaning bot again. What's brilliant is how this is true for machine learning right now. Machines are taught to make decisions like humans by interpreting and acting on prior stimuli. But it also has to do with reinforcement. So if you continuously listen to or watch or do something over and over again, let's say you want to go pick up some, I don't know, chicken from the store, you know ahead of time that chicken is probably going to be wherever they keep the meat. So when you walk into a grocery store, you just look for the sign that says butcher or meat. You walk over there, there's the chicken. And now you've reinforced this idea that when I need meat or whatever, I'm going to go there to, I'm going to go to the butcher's or meat aisle to get chicken. The same was true for Zima. Even though he hadn't experienced Zima Blue for so long, at some point, Zima Blue becomes a triggering stimuli for how Zima un- interprets the world. And he starts incorporating it into his art over and over again until it becomes fundamental to how he sees the world and makes him want to push to revert to who he was before he became a fully sentient machine. Now, in machine learning, the same concept plays out where let's say I want to be able to predict weather. When it comes to machine learning, this same idea is true in that if I wanted to have an algorithm say, tell me what kind of day it's going to be. Is it going to be sunny? Is it going to be snowy? Or is it going to be rainy? The same is true in machine learning. If I wanted to tell you, or if I wanted to have an algorithm tell me what the weather was like outside, I would have it look at temperature, humidity, wind, maybe even prior weather patterns to be able to inform what temperature it is. And over time, it would determine what of those indicators is most meaningful and which is least. So let's assume that if I want to know what when it's rainy, it basically just prioritizes the temperature or the humidity over everything else. So if it knows that when it is 98% humidity out, it's going to be rainy, then if I show 
quote-unquote a day with 98% humidity is going to predict rain even if the temperature is so low that it would actually be snow let's say zero degrees this feedback loop would in humans be easy to correct because that is semi-critical information about the world that we now have to adjust for but depending on how much information we give to a machine learning algorithm will determine its ability to accommodate new information or be able to adjust for that kind of error now obviously you'd want to correct it and say no this is snow at which point it would start to reevaluate how it interprets that data and restructure itself to manage that condition of 98 uh, percent humidity at zero degrees fahrenheit but it speaks to a more fundamental question which is bias the way we have created these heuristics the way we understand how the world works is through bias in zima's case zima was heavily biased towards zima blue it was the first thing it ever saw it was foundational to its goal of keeping that pool clean because zima blue meant it was doing its job of keeping the pool clean so when it was introduced to that it built this feedback loop that enforced this bias to the point where it understood that its goal was to become a pool cleaning bot again so i could pursue that fundamental desire of its which was maintaining this zima blue now in artificial intelligence this might not be such a big deal if you're worried about things like creating art but we're trying to find all sorts of new ways to introduce artificial intelligence into the world around us and one of those is the criminal justice system and as i mentioned before with machine learning artificial intelligence you need it to have prior information to build on in order for it to identify patterns that are meaningful to us so let's say we're in the criminal justice system and i've determined that i need to set bail particularly high for people of a certain background perhaps based on their ethnicity or based on their income or their education and because i make this assumption that on itself may not necessarily create a bias it may be biased in me, but if I start checking how, let's say, other judges establish I, however they might set bail, and those judges, I see that they always set the bail particularly high based on what I assume to be just their ethnicity, when there could have been many other factors that played an important role in how they decide to set bail, then I will set bail very high. And then the next judge will see, oh, two people set bail very high, and the reason that they have in common is the ethnicity, and they'll continue to do this. So when it comes to the machines that are supposed to be trained on, we want to make a bail unbiased, we need to make sure that the data we feed them is either unbiased or we understand the bias. Now, I want to be clear. Bias is not bad. Heuristics are based on bias and they're based on the idea that there's just certain truths about our world that make it easier for us to navigate it. Whether that's chicken is always found where the meat is or when it is high humidity and cold out, it's probably snowing. There are some biases that are just truths about how our world works because we've designed it that way. But when it has to do with people's lives, we need to make sure that we understand the bias and can adjust for it if it's leading to outcomes that are generally understood to be unwanted. We do not ever want to discriminate against someone based on things that have nothing to do with why we're trying to inform how we are to treat them. And machine learning can play a role there where that bias, that determining that, all right, people in the past would always set bail like this, so we're going to set bail like this. And because we set bail like this, we're going to keep setting bail like this. That feedback loop is going to play an important and potentially dangerous role in 
in how people are handled within the criminal justice system, how they receive aid, how most things that affect humans could be going forward. And and optimistically to bring it back, that's kind of what I really enjoyed about the episode was it was a subtle jab at how bias and artificial intelligence can play a beautiful and deep role in how those tools or entities interpret and manage the world. And again, bias isn't bad. Very smart people right now are working on this question of bias, trying to understand why any machine learning algorithm or artificial intelligence makes a decision and what pieces of information went into informing that decision. And there is nothing wrong with bias, but we need to know it in order to account for it. I hope this dystopian conversation hasn't gotten you too far off track, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. I know this one was a little bit of an abstract walk. So let me give you the breakdown again. Major takeaways. One, humans, much like machine learning algorithms, are layers of experiences. Unlike machine learning algorithms, we're a little more flexible and we're trying to build that into AI. Two, bias plays an important role in how we interpret the world and it's going to play an important role in how machine learning tools and artificial intelligence interpret the world. And while bias itself is not bad, it is always a good idea to be able to understand where it comes from. Three, love, death, and robots in whatever order those words show up, is an awesome series, and I strongly recommend anyone listening go check it out, especially the Zima Blue episode, because it is gorgeous. And finally, if you have thoughts on any of the stuff that I talked about having to do with artificial intelligence, we really hope you'll share it with us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook with at smallstuffshow or hashtag smallstuffshow. I'm tinkering with the email again, so if you want to reach out, make sure to reach out at smallstuffpod at gmail.com. We also have our YouTube up. We are trying to do some live streams and fun things there and we also point out or we also uh, put out semi-entertaining um, video clips uh, or video versions of our episodes along with some of the other media we're working on so if you want to find some of our stuff feel free to check us out on YouTube just search for Small Stuff Show and as always I'm your personal brain trainer and host Cameron Buzar Jamari reminding you from movies to media to the world around us is details like these that make it worth sweating the small stuff <laughs> <laughs>